Baby, lay on back and relax. Kick your pretty feet up on my dash. No need to go nowhere fast. Let's enjoy right here where we at. Who knows where this road is supposed to lead? We got nothing but time. As long as you. How's it going? Another weekend. Glad to be you. Glad to be the weekend again. I love the weekend. Even if, you know, sometimes you have to work on the weekend. You gotta work on the weekend kinda sucks, but if you're able to have some time off and actually get away uh, for a day or two, it's great. Uh, welcome to another podcast uh, for me. Um, I just wanted to talk about a few things uh, today. Gonna be a little bit of a longer podcast than last week. Uh, like I said last week, I wasn't able to do it on the weekend, so the one that I was able to do was kind of short. So we're going to try to get this one a little bit longer than last time. Hopefully um, it's something uh, people will want to uh, listen because that'll be nice if you can listen. If you can listen, let me know. Let me know what you think. Um, the NHL. I love hockey. Hockey season's in full swing, and we're starting to slowly see. I know they say... Um, a good start is great for the season, a bad start is bad for the season, obviously. But we're starting to see, you know, which teams are literally playing themselves out of playoff spots. Completely playing themselves out of playoff spots. Um, did uh, all of Montreal explode yesterday when they heard about uh, Carey Price's possible injury? The fact that he won't play uh, tonight? So apparently he has a night off tonight, and now there's speculation everywhere because I've heard stories of possible lo lower body injury. I've heard, you know, just a rest day. I've heard a maintenance day. I've heard all kinds of rumors on what's going on with Carey Price. But what really is going on with Carey Price? Because he has not played very well this season. Um, you know, he's got a blow 900 save percentage. When would you ever see that from Carey Price? When would you have ever, ever uh, even, you know, assume Carey Price would have numbers like that? It's not good. And neither is the Montreal Canadiens record. Uh, they're sitting at a 4-8-1 right now. Nine points. Right now, that's six points out of a playoff spot. Which doesn't seem like much. But when you're six points out of a playoff spot, and it's November and you're in dead last in the Eastern Conference, uh, it's time to start, uh, not, I wouldn't say panic, but it's definitely time to start considering whether this team's actually going to be able to compete for a playoff spot or it's going to be a lost season. Now, I know it's hard to say a season is lost after 13 games, but like I said, when you only have nine points... And your goal differential is negative 17. That's 34 goals for, 51 against. For a team that is supposed to have, quote-unquote, the best goaltender in the world on their team. Now, I know it's solely not just on Carey Price. The team has not played well. The offense hasn't played well. But Carey Price has not been Carey Price. And maybe he does have an injury. Maybe he has been playing through an injury or he thought it was a minor injury, tried to play through it, and either it got worse or it was an injury that turned out that he couldn't play through. 
because we're now a month into the season and if you're sitting where they're sitting now and carry price is out an extended period of time because there's no time frame they didn't really say other than the fact that he won't play in saturday night's game which is tonight um but if it turns out to be that it is a longer stretch of period of time i don't know what they look for at that point i don't think it's a, a team that is going to go out and get another goaltender and sitting the way that they're sitting the performance i don't know if it's even worth it i'm not saying throw the season i'm not saying tank i'm not saying any of those things and it's hard to do that in a city like montreal which is one of the hardest markets in the nhl uh to play in and um that's not just for the media that's also the fans and for the fan base of montreal you got to pick a side First, you're ripping on Carey Price. Then you're ripping on the team. And then Carey Price goes down and you're freaking out. But most, I've seen a lot of fans, you know, call out and want Alvin Toya to play a few more games. Which I don't think is the worst idea to give the guy, maybe he needs a break. Maybe he needs a slightly smaller workload. Give him five, ten less games this season. I don't know. I don't know what what Montreal is thinking. I I really don't. And like I've mentioned many times, and I don't I don't talk about the Canadians to be a, a Habs hater. I just want to give my show a little bit of more variety and not always talk about you know the Leafs and that kind of thing. Because I don't want to be like that. But at the same time, I don't also want to come across as I hate the Habs and I dislike them and I'm just here to rip on them. No. I mean, I don't like the Habs. I'm a Leaf fan. I think that's against the quote-unquote Leaf Nation religion that we have going. Uh, but aside from that, uh, I do hope that Carey Price does get back to form because he's a really good goaltender to watch, even though he is on Montreal, and it angers me when we play when the Leafs play them, and Carey Price stands on his head. I definitely hope uh, he comes back to form because that'll be... He's one of the best goaltenders. Best goaltenders to watch as well. Uh, Moving forward a little bit. Let's stick into hockey, though. Um, Shipachov. According to reports, uh, Shipachov is ready to announce his retirement. No, that is not a joke. Shipachov is about to announce his 32-minute NHL career. And that angers me because what I would not give for 32 minutes in the NHL. I would give a lot for 32 minutes in the NHL. That'd be fantastic. This guy doesn't want to play. My thing is, this is what I don't understand about the whole Shipchov situation. If you didn't want to play in Vegas... Why did you sign that contract? I know the money's great. He got two years and $9 million or something like that for the two years. Four and a half per year. Um, didn't you guys talk about, you know, if you're going to play, where you're going to play? I thought he was supposed to be like their top line center. He started the season in the minors. Got called up for a game or two. And he got sent down again. 
And the problem is, if if Vegas, Vegas is going to get, I don't know if they're going to get stuck with this money, but why would you sign a player and then within two months, now all of a sudden the guy's worth nothing to you? What did he do? I want to know the backstory to this. And I know like a lot of people, like it, it just adds to the, the, the risk of signing players out of Russia or even the risk of drafting players out of Russia because a lot of players do go back at some point to play in the KHL. But did you not know this was going to happen? I really want to know the backstory because there's got to be something else to this. There cannot be just more of, you know, oh, we sent them to the minors. Well, why would you send them to the minors? You're paying them four and a half million dollars. And then they suspended him because he didn't show up for the AHL team. Um, I probably wouldn't show up for the AHL team as well if I went from the KHL. Tried to come to the NHL, was getting paid $4.5 million and been told to go play in the AHL. I wouldn't do it either. I don't blame him for not showing up, especially after barely getting a chance to play. Now, is there something going on between him and the coach, him and the GM? I don't know, but that's such a silly, stupid situation that it doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm really, really curious to find out if, you know, maybe once this situation is over, why this is happening or why it happened and why it's going to be like this and why it has to be like this. And they tried to find a way to trade him, but that didn't happen. And there's not a lot of teams, I don't think, that would jump at the chance for a player getting paid $4.5 million that you don't even know what you're getting. The guy's only played, I believe, like I said, thir- like 32 minutes in the NHL. Sure, he scored a goal in his first game. But that's why I don't understand what the big deal, like what's the issue behind this. It's a weird situation. I've never seen something like this this quickly in a season and this quickly into a contract. So it looks like Shipchov is going to announce his retirement in the NHL, and he's going to go back to the KHL, go back to uh, where he was playing before, and go on with his life. Not bad, considering he's probably still going to get a portion of that $9 million. That's an easy little chunk of change he's going to end up getting. So... Again, it's another player, you know, I wish the best. Like, he didn't seem like a player that was here to cause any problems or came here assuming he was going to. But, if you know, if you're told, if you're told that you're going to be pretty much number one center and you end up in the minors for pretty much no reason, unless there's got to be something behind it. That's what's frustrating me, not knowing the backstory to what's happening. And there's only so much we can talk about when you have no idea what's going on. Or any of that. It's a very, very, very difficult situation. Um, but I'm sure it'll be cleared up within the next week. And then we can talk more about the whole situation. Uh, another issue with Las Vegas. Uh, goaltenders. Uh, is anyone out there that can play goal for the Vegas Knights? I was ready to, to call Vegas and see if I can get in there. Because it looked like there was a kid on their bench as their backup. He looked like he just graduated elementary school. 
their backup goaltender. So they had Mark Andre Fleury went down with a concussion. Then uh, Malcolm Subban was playing a couple games, playing pretty good. He got hurt. He went down. And they called up. Well, they had Oscar Dance. They called up Oscar Dansk, and he was the backup for Subban. Subban got hurt. Called up Oscar Dance. Oscar Dance played a couple games. He got hurt. Now you have Maxim Legacy. Is it Legacy? Legacy? I don't know. I've heard different pronunciations of his name. But, you know, I no, apparently no relation to Manny Legacy, uh, former uh, Detroit Red Wings goaltender. Um, so now you have this kid playing. And they're still finding a way to, to win games with their third-slash-fourth-string goaltender. Now, do you think they uh, they wish that they held on to Calvin Pickard now? Anyone? Not for anything, but at least the guys are going to get some some experience. But you know, I don't I don't know how far Legacy or even uh, Dansk was going to take you. But I digress. It's it's a, it's a, <laughs> I've never seen that before. It's really strange. I've seen you know one goaltender go down, two goaltenders are going to go down. But definitely not three. Very weird. Very strange. What's in the water in Las Vegas? What are they giving them? Very, very weird. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, okay, we're going to talk about my trauma police for a bit. Just for a little bit. Just talk about a little bit of their issues. Um, they started the season really good. Started the season 6-1. Now they're sitting at 8-6. They're 5-5 five five in, the in their last 10 games. That is that is not not a good uh, not a good little uh, streak. Start really good, high flying, and teams are not figuring them out. And I believe that part of the reason being, I think that being as young as the team is, a lot of the players are. Hey, let's face it, young people are stubborn. So you're going to keep trying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, thinking that you're going to get past, you know, whatever issues that are there. But the veteran players, veteran coaches are going to understand that once teams start to figure out, figure you out, you have to change some stuff up. However, in my opinion, they're making too many changes now, too many line changes. The team looks a lot slower. The chemistry looks a little off, aside from the, you know, the top line and the top line of the D. And everybody else looks all over the place because, you know, they're playing with a different line almost every other game. It's a very difficult situation for the Leafs. And I'm sure they're going to get past it. They're still picking up a win here and there. So it's not like they're losing all of them in a row. But they need to figure it out because last game was atrocious defensively. Awful game. They made it very close. It's crazy. The only good thing about this team is this team is literally never out of any game. They were down 5 nothing, 5 nothing. They lost 5-3, and Austin Matthews almost made it 5-4 with his second penalty shot of the game, in that game. That's crazy. They're literally never out of any game. So if you want to win against the Leafs, 
you got to put up at least five, six goals. So, in that case, and the Leafs are struggling a little bit to score recently, but that's going to come back. Anderson's starting to look a lot better. McElhinney played the last game, but Anderson's starting to look a lot better. He looked he looked really good in the Anaheim game that they won, and he they look really he looked really good in the San Jose game as well, but they ended up losing. So hopefully Anderson's coming around. And if Anderson starts coming around, the offense kind of balances out and the defense can kind of figure it out and the team's better again. The defense as well, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. There, there's too many options that they're putting in, out, in, out. Let the players play. Get the guys in that had chemistry together. Connor Carrick has been playing well, in my opinion, this season. I don't believe he should be seen in the, in, in the press box. I understand you want a Roman Polak in there, a bigger, heavier presence, a little bit more strong, a little bit more durable. That's fine. But the game is a lot faster. Roman Polak uh, is a little bit slower on his feet. No shot against him. He's great in the corners for that kind of thing. He's great against heavier teams. But against fast teams, they forget that uh, the LA Kings aren't as uh, big and slow as they used to be. They're really fast now. They've got some young kids on that roster that can move. So they're not just big. They're also fast. They're still looking like a good team. Starting to look like that team that won a couple Stanley Cups a couple years ago. So Leafs need to kind of figure that out. And if they're going to try things, you know, let things stick. Give it two or three games for something to work before you switch everything again. And that's just kind of my thing with the Leafs. Like, it's starting to get very frustrating. Not frustrating, like, I know... Like, obviously, it's not as frustrating as past years. Because past years, you know, the Leafs, the Leafs were awful. At least now they're, they're pretty good. But, you know, they still have, definitely have some work to do. Um, other than that, the Leafs have St. Louis. One more game on this road trip. I hope they win. Coming back with a win is going to be a lot better than taking that loss again. Because that'll suck. That'll be a couple losses on that road trip. Only one win. So they can get two wins on the, I believe it was four-game four game road trip. That'll be good. And then they, they come back and they play uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights on Monday. So I'm hoping that uh, things start to, you know, fall into place. And, you know, maybe playing these t- tougher, harder teams that are going to be competing for a Stanley Cup, it's good for them to play them now. So they know what they have, what they have to be like to challenge and to to compete uh, for a Stanley Cup. So let's move on. Uh, one more weird story that I heard. Uh, I don't. I can't remember if it was this morning or last night. Um, I heard Duchesne almost got traded, but then it fell through. Now I could be wrong. But I believe there was a three-team trade that would have Duchesne ending up in Ottawa. When is this poor guy going to get traded? Apparently, I I think the the three-team was, I I believe it was Ottawa, Colorado, and if I'm not mistaken, it was Nashville as a third team. But it's unbelievable that this guy just cannot get traded. I know he hasn't played that well. They're not 
the guy's so unhappy that I can understand why. I can understand why. He just seems, doesn't want to be there. Get him out of there. Let him go play somewhere that he's going to be able to play. That's just pretty much my point. It's just, it, Ottawa look, will look real scary with Matt Duchesne. But with Matt Duchesne going to Ottawa, does that mean Kyle Turris was going the other way? That's a very, very high possibility. I don't know where Turris would have ended up. He might have ended up in Nashville if Nashville was that third team. It seems like Nashville would need a center. Nashville, I believe, has some cap space now with the um, departure of James Neal in the expansion draft. And they might have some money to re-sign him. And Mike Fisher retired too, so they're down a couple guys. I could be wrong, but this is just kind of, you know, you hear bits and pieces. You don't want to say too much, but, like, I hope this guy gets traded. Like, Duchesne was such a good talent. Like, he's such a good talent. I'm not saying he's top 10 in the NHL talent. He's got to be at least in the top 20, top 30. At least. Guy's still pretty good. He's not that old. He's still, you know, midway through his career. Guy can still move. The guy can still put the puck in the net. Give him a chance somewhere else. Please. Please, hockey god, somewhere there, let Duchesne get traded. Please. So, we're going to move on from hockey now. Talked enough about hockey. Talk, hockey, 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 hockey. There's a lot of hockey. I love hockey. But uh, some other stuff I want to talk about. Uh, anybody see LeBron James go off last night? Wow. Guy put up 57 points. 57. I think the sad part is that he put up 57 points and his team still only won by, I think, eight or nine points. And he said at the end of the night, he's tired of losing. It's about time. You've been winning stuff for the last seven years. You've only been losing for 10 games. <laughs> they haven't been playing, like, they've been playing bad, but, you know. So what, their first losing streak in a while. I think it's his biggest point total in about three years. I think since 2014 was the last time he put up anything close to that. That's crazy. It's a lot of points. Guy took over the game. Now, do the Cavs struggles have to do with the fact that Kyrie is not there anymore? Hmm? I don't know. Isaiah Thomas still is hurt, so that that's an issue as well. So once he comes back, I'm sure I'm sure that'll be, you know, a huge factor for that team. I still think they're gonna do they're gonna compete in the East as they usually do. Any team with LeBron James on it can make the finals. LeBron James can make the finals by himself if he really wanted to. He's that good. And as much as people rip on LeBron, I've said things about LeBron too you know I don't like the fact that LeBron LeBron is so good but the fact that he I see him whine a lot during games when he doesn't get calls you get calls man you're the best guy in the league you're getting calls so when you don't get calls please don't whine about it that's the only that's my only my only strike on LeBron so 
overall, LeBron is really good, as people can tell. I still think the Cavs are going to be a team to be in the East. I still think they're going to find a way to recover their slow start. And LeBron is LeBron. You can't say much else than that. He became the youngest player in NBA history to hit 29,000 points. Wow. That's incredible. Guy is definitely the best basketball player of our generation. I'm not going to say of all time. I will never have that argument. Never have that argument. You can tell me LeBron is the best of all time. I'll listen to the argument. I won't have the argument. LeBron James is really good. He's probably the best individual player of all time. But individualism only gets you so far. And yes, he's won a couple championships. But the game is different now. And I'm not going to compare him to Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or Magic Johnson. I, I just I don't want to have that conversation. But LeBron definitely put the NBA on notice that he still has a ton in the tank. The guy is built like a machine. If you, I, I, I did this uh, a couple weeks ago. I looked at him, you know, his first couple years in the league, and you know now he looks like LeBron James, eight LeBron James of ten years ago. He's massive. I, you can't, I don't know how you stop that guy. You can't. He takes three strides and makes it to the other net and dunks the ball. How do you stop that? The only way you stop that is you foul him because he's not a great foul, a free throw shooter. That's about it. That is about it. There's no other way to stop LeBron. To baseball now. Let's go some baseball. Do a little bit of baseball. Wrap up with some baseball. Uh, a huge congratulations goes out to uh, your 2017 World Series champions, the Houston Astros. Another congratulations to one of the more boring games to end a World Series. However, it was one heck of a World Series. I must say that. Now... People kept saying, the balls are juice, the balls are different, the balls are this, the balls are that. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the pitcher still has to make the pitch. The batter still has to time his hit, his swing. As much as the balls are juiced, or they're different, or however that is, and I believe it, I believe it. There's no way that you can crush the home run record the way the MLB did this year. And the balls not be different. The balls not be modified to go an extra, you know, 20, 30 feet when they're hit. Because that'll push a wall scraper into a sidewalk toucher. It's as simple as that. So I really hope, that, <laughs> I really hope they fix that. Because that's, I understand you want to see home runs and exciting for the fans and everything like that. But that's, you know, Pitchers are getting upset, you know, 
defense, teams, managers, the whole thing was getting upset. And that's great. You know, we get a lot of home runs, but it's taking away from the actual sport of the game. The game is not home runs. The home run derby is about home runs. The game is about baseball, about base running, fielding, hitting, all that sort of stuff. It's not just home runs. We need to understand that. If baseball only counted home runs, baseball would be a pretty boring sport. As much as some people do say it's boring. So congratulations again to the Houston Astros. Hopefully they do fix that weird baseball issue. Um, one note, actually a couple notes for the actual, for the Blue Jays themselves. we got some stuff to talk about. Um, the Toronto Blue Jays have declined Jose Bautista's $17 million option uh, for 2018. Now, does that mean Bautista's officially done with the Blue Jays? It might be, but there's still that odd chance that maybe he signs again. Now, I don't see it happening, but if he did sign again at you know a smaller amount, I could see it happening. I don't know where Bautista would go. No one's going to give him $17 million, especially after the season he had last year. I remember he was asking for 30. Wasn't he asking for 30 mil last year? Wow. He thought he was worth 30 million dollars. And if he wanted 30 million dollars, he didn't do a good job of showing it last year or the year before. A lot of injuries, poor on base percentage. Actually, the on-base percentage wasn't that bad, but the strikeouts were incredible. Fielding is not there anymore. But he's still definitely one of the best Blue Jays of all time. I'll, I'll always say that. As much as Jose Bautista might not be as liked, he might not be the most popular guy from other teams, from fans, from whatever, he still, at the end of the day, will be go down in history as definitely one of the top I'd say one of the top five Blue Jays of all time. Probably top five. Between the amount of home runs that he's hit, the timing of the home runs that he's hit, and his performance in the playoffs, even though they didn't hit, they didn't get to the World Series, he will still go down as one of the top five Blue Jays of all time. In my opinion. That's my opinion. So I wish Jose Bautista the best. I do hope to see him in a Blue Jays uniform next year, as long as it's not at $17 million. The Blue Jays have one more year, in my opinion. 2018. 2018 season will be the last year that Blue Jays can compete. Now, why do I say that? I say that for a few reasons. First, everyone gets older, and next year you're older. Second, when you look at 2019... I believe the Le uh, the Leafs. Wow, I believe the Blue Jays have only three players under contract for 2019, and I believe that's Roberto Osuna, Russell Martin, and Troy Tulowitzki. So aside from that, everybody else between this year and next year are going to be some sort of free agent at some point. 
So this year might be the last year that you have most of your core pieces together that you can challenge uh, for a playoff spot and for a World Series. And maybe Bautista coming off the bench is worth it, but not at $17 million. As another report came out today that I saw, that the Blue Jays are interested um, in pursuing Jay Bruce, which they've been pursuing for seems like three years. If you remember, Jay Bruce was supposed to be um, a Blue Jay a couple years ago. Um, he was supposed to be traded for Michael Saunders, but Michael Saunders didn't pass his health physical in order for the trade to go through. Or else Jay Bruce would have been a Toronto Blue Jay, I believe, two years ago. So Jay Bruce had a good season last year. I believe he still has a lot in the tank to give, and it would be a definitely good piece to add to this team. The Blue Jays, like I said, this is the last year because then things start to break down, and then I believe I believe if 2018 ends in another embarrassing no playoffs, this team needs to rebuild. You need to move Donaldson. You need to move Strowman. Players that you know are not going to be here in four or five years, you need to move them. Get as much as possible, as humanly possible for those assets and rebuild the team. And they don't have to look far. Just look down the road at the Air Canada Centre. It does pay to rebuild. As painful as it takes, if three or four years you need to be garbage, let's rebuild the team this time. Because the Blue Jays were bad for so long and they did not do a rebuild. They just finally decided to get some pieces in here that ended up fitting and got them to the playoffs. But overall, like I said, 2018, in my honest opinion, will be the last year the Toronto Blue Jays will be able to compete for a playoff spot with the roster they currently have. And if that doesn't happen... It's going to be a long couple years for Blue Jays fans. And the fact that ticket prices are going up next year absolutely infuriates me. It's incredible that you know you're going to miss the playoffs and you're going to charge your fans more money. Because guess what? You guys miss the playoffs again? Fans are going to stop showing up again. That that 50,000 capacity stadium you have, that concrete toilet bowl, is going to be empty. Remember a couple years ago, five, six years ago, what did you guys pull per game? 20,000 on a good day? It's going to, it's going to be a rough, uh, rough time for the Blue Jays, that's for sure. If they don't figure it out, if they don't figure it out, it's going to be definitely difficult. Definitely difficult. And as a Blue Jays fan, as someone that saw how much the city latched onto that team when the team did do good and did make the playoffs, and I was there for a couple of those playoff games, I really hope that they don't mess this up. Because playoff time in Toronto during baseball season is absolutely incredible. I was there last year uh, for the wild card game 
Toronto Blue Jays versus the Baltimore Orioles. And Edwin Encarnacion hit a walk-off home run to win the wild card game. That was the most insane atmosphere I have ever been at until a week later when I was at the Toronto Maple Leafs playoff game and Tyler Bozak scored in overtime, and that was even more absolutely fantastically incredible. So overall, the Toronto Blue Jays need to figure this out. And I think that's what happens when you have a new management that comes in halfway through the team actually doing well. It's difficult. It's hard to see. It's very frustrating, and a lot of Blue Jays fans probably are frustrated. And most of the, for the Blue Jays fans that are loyal and not the bandwagon fans, you know, I hope, I wish them the best in order to get a team back on the field that actually does well. And get rid of that turf. It's time for new grass. You guys made enough money. Put grass in that stadium. Now I'm getting frustrated. So we're going to, I'm going to move on to one final thing. We're going to go through, uh, the NFL picks uh, for Sunday. So, NFL for this Sunday. Uh, the Thursday nighter, just side note for the Thursday nighter, um, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 beat the Buffalo Bills. So the Buffalo Bills were doing pretty well, and then they lost to the Jets. Uh, and that's a divisional matchup. So that, that was a hit to the Bills that are looking to make the playoffs for the first time since 1999. It's been a while for them. Uh, so moving on for Sunday, uh, I'm going to take the Houston Texans over the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Bengals. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Saints. I'm going to take the LA Rams over the New York Giants. I'm going to take, uh, the Atlanta Falcons over the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to take the high-flying Philadelphia Eagles over the Broncos. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens over the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals over the 49ers. I'm going to take uh, the Seattle Seahawks over the Washington Redskins. I'll take the Dallas Cowboys over the Kansas City Chiefs, as the Cowboys will have uh, Ezekiel Elliott in the, in the lineup um, for Sunday's game. Um, I'm going to take the Oakland Raiders over the Miami Dolphins as they need a bounce-back game as they got beat by the Bills last week. And I'm going to take the Detroit Lions over the Green Bay Packers. And that game is on the Monday Nighter. That's the Monday Night Football game. So those are pretty much my picks. Um, football's starting to get a little strange, but we're about uh, halfway through the season, so... Um, we're starting to slowly see who's going to be there, who's not going to be there, but a lot of things can still change, uh, with the, uh, about eight games to go in the season. So, um, a lot of things to look at, a lot of things to see. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be watching some, some Sunday football. That's for sure. Um, in between, uh, some beer league hockey tomorrow, I'll definitely be catching, uh, some of these, uh, interesting matchups, especially since uh, I am an Oakland Raiders fan and they have the primetime game at 8.30, so that'll be fun to watch. Um, aside from that, I think that's it. I think that's all I have to talk about uh, for today. Um, it's been a long week. 
it's been a long week and uh if you have anything you want to talk about um any questions comments concerns uh get on my twitter i have a twitter account i love my twitter account uh teo pasculi 92 it's t-e-o p-a-s-c-u-l-l-i 92 the number nine the number two um if you have any questions any concerns or you know something you heard that you know maybe you don't disagree you agree with disagree with um definitely just you know let me know i don't mind talking about that stuff at all i don't mind having that argument uh or any of that stuff so um anything like that you want to talk about let me know um or if you just you know it was a good podcast it was a bad podcast it'd be great to hear uh and that's pretty much it so uh you guys have a good week enjoy your weekend and i will talk to you next week later guys <laughs>